the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We've talked a lot on this show, and I'm sure we'll talk more, depending on what comes out of the House oversight hearings, about Hunter Biden's laptop. And the reason why we're interested in the Hunter Biden laptop are manifold. What's on the laptop, what it says about Joe Biden and whether or not he's compromised by a foreign government. But the larger issue, as I discussed yesterday, is we have to be in a country where we have the same kind of legal standards applied to the haves and the have-nots, the elites and the uh, normal everyday citizens. And so I think a lot of people last night when they heard that the uh, crypto fraudster Sam Bankman-Fried had been arrested in the Bahamas and was going to be extradited back to the United States, I think the gut reaction was, well, good. This kid stewarded over billions and billions and billions of dollars in a crypto industry that is largely unregulated. He stole a bunch of people's money. He propped up several businesses when the funds should never have commingled. And now he's going to be held responsible for his crimes. I'm not against that, but the timing of his arrest is, well, convenient. Because had Sam Bankman-Fried not been arrested last night in the Bahamas, Sam Bankman-Fried today was going to be appearing remotely before Congress answering questions about his business activities. Now, as you may know, Sam Bankman-Fried gave a lot of money to Democrats in the last election cycle. And he hinted that he might give a billion dollars to Democratic candidates in the 2024 election cycle. He won't be doing that because he doesn't have two nickels to rub together. But I would like to have heard him today testifying in Congress, even if it is from the Bahamas, because I would like to have heard what Republican legislators would have asked him about his contributions to Democrats who would have been sitting in that same exact hearing. And I would love to have heard what those Democrats would have asked him. I would love to have heard what Mad Maxine Waters of California would have asked him since she was palsy-wowsy with Sam Bankman-Free. They appear together in photographs. He was supposed to be somebody who was going to be advising her and her committee on how to regulate crypto. Yes, we were going to take, it's a little bit like What was the movie, uh, Catch Me If You Can, where they hired the forger to help the FBI understand how to catch forgers? But Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested before he could testify before Congress today. Am I the only one who smells a rat in that? Uh, Apparently not. Here's Andy McCarthy of National Review. The reporting was that he's given about $40 million in contributions to Democrats. In this cycle, it made him the second highest to George Soros uh, of Democratic contributors. You have a Democratic 
uh, Justice Department. Entirely possible the Democrats on the committee did not want to hear a lot of questioning by aggressive Republicans about the fact that all that money went into uh, these politicians, while the public, people who um, invested with SBF, uh, appear to have lost their shirts. Now, the, the one thing I would add is that Bankman-Fried himself says that he also contributed heavily to Republicans, sure he did. but they did that by dark money vehicles because he didn't want to deal with the hassle of the Democrat media complex complaining uh, about how could you possibly fund Republicans. Easy to say. Now, that's an interesting uh, caveat on his part, isn't it not? Uh-huh. He gave a, he, everybody knows he gave a bunch of money to Democrats, and he did so apparently without any fear of being yelled at, screamed at, canceled, right. demonized, or anything by Republicans. Yeah. He's quite open with giving his money to Democrats, but any money he gave to Republicans, and it would have been like 2%. Seeky, seeky. Yeah, just don't tell anybody and let's do it through a dark money group so I don't bear any consequence for it. Uh, the Southern District of New York, let me see. What's the political climate in New York? Do Republicans have a hold of the state of New York? No. The Southern District of New York is the one who requested that Bankman Freed be arrested. Of course, it could not happen without the uh, agreement of the Justice Department. How's the Justice Department looking on down-the-middle treatment of people alleged to have committed crimes? Well, they came after the parents who were speaking at school board meetings. They thought they were domestic terrorists. They came after Donald Trump. Have they indicted Hunter Biden? Have they set up a special counsel for Hunter Biden? No, they have not. Uh, Merrick Garland is the most politically partisan attorney general ever, and that's saying something considering that Obama's attorney general, Eric Holder, once referred to himself as Barack Obama's wingman, not as the wingman of the law, not as the wingman of equal protection under the law. He saw himself as the firewall to keep Barack Obama out of legal trouble, like when he unilaterally gave citizenship to the Dreamers, or tried. And then what of Eric Holder's replacement, Loretta Lynch? Was she down the middle politically? right up until she met on the tarmac with Bill Clinton to talk about Hillary Clinton's secret email server. So Sam Bankman-Fried is charged with wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. Here is James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal explaining the fraud. There may be a debate about uh, what the regulation was when they were operating in the Bahamas, but he sold shares in his company, FTX, to U.S. investors, uh, 90 of them or more, mainly institutions. And the SEC is saying that's fraud because when you, when you uh, took the money from retail customers and put it into your hedge fund, you were misleading your investors about how safe this was. He, there were statements from him about how much he did to to uh, manage risk, and they had this special technology where it protected their customers so well. And uh, it looks like that's the heart of the SEC case, uh, alleging that was a fraud upon his U.S. investors. Uh, Yes, the fraud is basically taking a bunch of money that's supposed to stay in one pot, his cryptocurrency fund, and using it for his venture capital firm and commingling the money and acting like he had money that he didn't have. Of course, he took a lot of money from celebrities. I think Kevin O'Leary, the Shark Tank guy, Mr. Wonderful, lost $15 million with FTX. Tom Brady and others lost money. At one point, Bankman-Fried 
was supposedly worth $15 billion, and two days later, he said he had, and I quote, no appreciable wealth. So all this creation of vast wealth on paper uh, sticks in the craw of Fox News business analyst Charles Payne. I'm just concerned a little bit on a market perspective from a contagion effect. Overall, I'm really most concerned that this doesn't become just a Sam Bankman-Fried story. He was allowed to create this this whole thing under in a system that has been, in my mind, defrauding the public for a long time, Silicon Valley and Wall Street. The system of taking companies private, goosing them up to these crazy valuations and then forcing them on the public, uh, valuations that they never see again. And I hope people understand this is an opportunity to call everyone into account because it's a, it's a system that is so heavily leaning against the average person watching this television show right now, their investments, their pensions, and everything else. See, what he's saying is that you create cryptocurrency out of nothing, and you can sell it to people who are on the inside, hedge fund managers, really wealthy venture capitalists. Hey, I'm trying to get my cryptocurrency off the ground. If I gave you X amount of it, would you say nice things about it? Would you buy X amounts of it? And then this is what Bankman Fried did. He appealed to all these celebrities to buy his cryptocurrency. And then what did he do? He advertised, hey, look who owns my crypto. Kevin O'Leary owns it. Tom Tom Brady owns it. A lot of celebrities own my stuff. See, it gives him credibility. So then they run up this huge value on paper to the crypto. Then they take it public so you can now buy shares in it. Oh, I can't wait to get in. Oh, I'm a fan of Tom Brady. Oh, I'm a fan of this guy, that guy. If Kevin O'Leary's in it, it has to be good. And the company's not worth what it's valued at. And people invest in an inflated value of the company and As Charles Payne said, the nefarious part of it is, then your pension funds invest in it. And all your retirement savings, if you have a very dumb manager of your retirement savings, is in something that almost literally can vanish in value overnight. Not a problem for the hedge fund people, some of whom have cashed out and made a lot of money. They don't, see, you don't just... When you get in on the ground floor, you don't just hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it forever. You get in on the ground floor, and then when you can recoup your investment by selling a portion of it because it's appreciated, you buy $3 million worth, and a value shoots up when it goes public to $25 million. Well, you're going to sell off a little bit of it to make back what you have invested in it. That way you don't lose any money. So all the people who bought it early on, who got a piece of it to sort of vouch for it, do fine. But the people who are like farmers and factory workers and everyday Joes whose pension funds are invested in it, they're the ones left holding the bag by something like this. So it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, our government does to the crypto industry. So we have details just now coming in about a story that we have talked about a lot here on the show, and I'm just going to go through it cold, so we'll see if it's good news or bad news. It concerns the resolution that was proposed by Brendan Shea of the Ohio 
State Board of Education. And Brendan Shea was saying true things, obvious things. Did I share my Voltaire quote recently? I think I did yesterday. A nation disintegrates when it ceases to recognize things that are obvious. A nation disintegrates when it ceases to recognize things that are obvious. Our nation is disintegrating. Among the things we refuse to recognize that are obvious is that if you're born a man or born a woman, you can't change that. You can feel differently, but you cannot change your DNA. You cannot change who you are. And that was basically what Brendan Shea's resolution said. Brendan Shea said, we're in education. We're supposed to be about truth, authenticity, veracity, facts, not feelings. We talk about scientific things, mathematical things, formulas that have been proven. And if they're disproven, then we go through that. But we're about truth. And so we ought to say that a man is a man, a woman is a woman. And we should encourage our attorney general of the state of Ohio, Dave Yost, to push back on the Biden administration saying, no, no, if you're a man, but you feel like a woman, then you can use a girl's locker room. You can use a girl's shower. And if you've been following the news at all, you know that this exact scenario spun wildly out of control in Loudoun County, Virginia, where a young girl, freshman girl in high school, was raped in the restroom at the school by a boy wearing a skirt who said, I'm a girl. And so they allowed him to use the girl's restroom. And a teacher's aide walked in on the middle of it and saw it and left because she knew if she went and said, hey, there's a rape going on in the bathroom. The heads of the school would say, well, that can't be because there are two girls in there. The superintendent denied it. The school board denied it. And uh, now we're getting legal charges. The superintendent uh, has been fired. But back to the Ohio State Board of Education. That's all the resolution said. And the headline from WSYX Channel 6 says the Ohio Board of Education has voted to adopt. It says a controversial resolution. What's controversial about it? That you don't like it? Channel 6? That's controversial, I guess. That opposes the federal government's proposed changes to Title IX oh, to protect LGBTQIA students. Yes, the federal government does spin it that way. That it would protect LGBTQIA students. I will tell you that it would imperil a vastly greater number of female students. Yes, it would. And if my daughters were still attending public school, which means I would have been a parent asleep at the switch, I would have raised holy H-E-double toothpicks if my rural school district had allowed a biological boy to use a girl's restroom, locker room, or shower. I don't think it's made it out to where I am yet. But if it, uh, in fact, I know it doesn't because we have a good, three good board members on the committee of five. Thank you, voters in Madison County. The board voted 10 7 to pass the resolution. Oh, the woke mafia lost one. They don't lose very many. They brought their purple haired earrings in the nose people from the hinterlands of Ohio to protest this. And they screamed and they yelled and they held signs and they accused the state board of being hateful and violent to LGBTQ students and of bullying them and of marginalizing them and of endangering them and of tempting them to suicide. They threw every lie at the board they could. And thankfully, 
we know that a little more than half of the board was immune to the lies. The resolution says biological sex, male and female, is one such objective scientific fact. Denying the reality of biological sex destroys foundational truths upon which education rests. Nicely put. That would have taken about 30 seconds to get approved by any state board of education up until about, what, five years ago? It would have been considered a waste of time. Why are you bringing this up in front of us? This is obvious. Everybody agrees to this. There's no controversy. Why are we even voting on this? Now it took how many months? Four, five, five months? How many hearings? And executive committee. And kudos to Brendan Shea. Yes. Who did not give up, who did not cower in the corner, who knew he was on the side of truth and kept going even though I don't think he was at all certain that he would find enough members of the State Board of Education to support him in this. But you know what? It didn't matter because he knew he was doing the right thing. And if it had ended up 18 to 1 against, he would still have known he was doing the right thing. And that's the lesson in this. And not, I say this all the time. Not to poke a stick at this because I'm, I'm, I'm personally happy for what they have voted on. However, the issue of the open bathrooms and uh, bo- biological boys playing in girls' sports is still going to be a problem. Yeah, it is. They, they're going to have to look into that and we find – res- uh, yeah. Hopefully Jenna Powell's bill to protect women's sports act will be enacted by the lame duck session of the Ohio General Assembly. It will be the state law in the state of Ohio, and it will not be up to wokesters at the Ohio High School Athletic Association or people like – Burl Brown Piccolantonio, Gehanna Jefferson School Board President, who tells Channel 6, I have continued to hear from students and from families who feel a lot of pain in the language that has been in those resolutions. Well, Burl, uh, you may have heard from them, but what you should do is reassure them that there is a bathroom that matches their biology and they should use it, and you will do everything you can as the board president at Gehanna Jefferson to keep them safe in that bathroom. But you cannot imperil the safety of girls by allowing boys into their private spaces, and you can bring to their attention the Loudoun County, Virginia case as the reason why you do not want that to happen in Gehanna Jefferson and why it will not happen if boys are in boys' spaces and girls are in girls' spaces. Uh, But Burl is all in on the LGBTQ lie. Burrell says, when you have a statewide governmental body that is literally writing that you as a human being don't exist, that the definition of who you are isn't a fact, I can honestly imagine how they would feel. Well, Burrell, you are reading something into it that is not there. They are not saying that LGBTQ, specifically the T, the transgender kids, don't exist. They're not even, the other kids aren't even a part of it. So you're believing the lie, Burrell. Stand on the truth. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.